Good morning and welcome to Grandview Baptist Church. Let's all stand together. We're going to start off with, Oh, come all you faithful. Words are on the screen. We've got two verses this morning. Let's join our voices together as we sing. Ready? Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning, Jesus, to thee be all glory may be seated. Well, good morning and God bless you. Welcome back to church this morning and so glad you're here today, each and every one of you. This is our second showing of our Believe, our Christmas program. What a great job the choir and orchestra and the children and the teens and narrators did on Friday night. You're in for a special treat today and I hope you're, you're glad you're here. And just a few quick things I want to make mention of before we start. And this is your first time today. Thank you for coming. Uh, we count it an honor and a joy and a privilege to have you here. Uh, we have a program for each and every one of you. You probably received when you came in. kind of looks like this. Uh, on the back there, there's a visitor card that kind of is perforated. You can tear it like this. Uh, we want to get to know you and connect with you. Uh, of course, our children's choir will be singing. Our youth choir will be singing. We have something for every single part of the family. And so if you are interested in knowing more about our church, of course, some of our events coming up during the Christmas season tonight will be our continuing sermon series on I Saw. And so I hope you can be back here at 5. Next uh, Sunday is our, our, our continued series on I Saw. And then we have our candlelight service the day before Christmas here. And so also on Christmas Day, we'll have a service from 1030 to 11. And of course, our candlelight service will take the place of our Sunday night service on Christmas Day. But I encourage you to come out and be a part of the Christmas season. Uh, We're thankful for what God is doing here at Grandview Baptist Church. And if you don't have a place you call home, we'd love for you to keep coming and visiting with us. And I hope you know that. Um, Our choir and orchestra have been practicing since August. For this special uh, program. So here's what we're asking you to help them. 
um, with all the effort and time, want to make sure they can do the, what they can do, is uh, to eliminate some distractions. If you could maybe silence your phone at this time, uh, that would be something that would be helpful to us. Uh, once the program is started, if you could stay in your seat, if you can, and not move around, that's very helpful. And then perhaps you need uh, perhaps a nursery for your child. The nursery is open. We have some wonderful uh, nursery workers in there that would love to help you out with that, if that would help you <clears throat> uh, as well. Also want to uh, make mention as our men come forward, we're going to have our offering, our, our weekly offering here at our church. And several of you have given back through our uh, giving Christmas tree. Several of you have given back through our can drive we're doing right now, our barrels in the foyer. Some of you have given back this Christmas season through our Peru, our missions um, uh, trip, our missions team we have there, and Peru, the Biazzo family. God's using them to see many people accept Christ. Some of you have given back through the Philippines, uh, through our poor, helping out the children there who don't have much food. And then others have given toward our end of the year giving through our Legacy uh, Family Center. Our Legacy Giving, our Family Center, which is going to be right over here, uh, here in a couple years. Uh, someone has generously uh, committed to get match up to $70,000 that comes in during the Christmas season. And so thank you so much for those who've been a part of that. And then, of course, as we have our general tithes and offerings, and we have so many different areas, we're trying to be a blessing and to minister to this area. So this time we'll have our offering time. Uh, we'll pray for the offering this morning, then we'll have a, a, a piano special, and then we'll get right into our program this morning. Lord, we sure do love you. Thank you so much for loving us. It certainly is good to be in your house today. Thank you for bringing people from all over, guests, Lord, that we get to know, and we want to connect with them and become friends. Uh, we want to help them in their journey as they seek to uh, get to know you and grow in their Christian faith. I pray you'll be with those here today who are here maybe for the first time, may, may they, they be able to see and, and to hear about you. Be with our orchestra and choir as they sing and play. Uh, be with our children and our youth as they sing today. Uh, be with uh, uh, each and every one of us who are here. And may you open our hearts and open our ears. Be with this offering time as we seek to give back to you whether it be through our missions, whether it be through helping those in need, whether it be for the family center or for the general tithes and offerings. I pray you'll continue to take care of our church. Be with this special program today. May it be glorifying and honoring to you. We sure do love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Christmas angels sing all around us, spread good tidings over the earth, telling of the child in the manger who is born. He is the King of
Imagine for a moment what it must have been like generations ago when Mary, the expectant mother of Jesus, heard the first sounds of Christmas. Fear not, the angel said, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, for thou shalt bring forth a son, thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sin. 
But at that moment, Mary's song must have been anything but one of joy and celebration. Instead, hers must have been one full of uncertainty, fear, and doubt. From the quiet hillsides of Galilee, a mother's desperate cry for mercy echoed through the night. I have traveled many moonless nights, cold and weary, with a baby.
Picture a tiny village. It's nighttime, and the air is cold and damp. A young man and his wife have walked some 70 miles to reach this small town. Tired and weary, they need a place to stay for the night. But when they reach the town, it's already overrun with travelers. Every room has been taken. Can you see them as they stand outside the innkeeper's door? The young girl is very close to giving birth to her first child, and she needs a place of warmth and safety to sleep. A stable where animals are kept ends up being the only place offered to them. I can see the young man as he gathers hay to create a makeshift bed for his precious bride when suddenly it's time for her baby to be born. Who would have dreamed that this baby born in Bethlehem was part of God's glorious plan to save the world?
Love was born in Bethlehem. Love like mankind had never known. Love that would soon transform the world. On the night that Jesus was born, there were very few who knew his true identity. Mary, Joseph, and a small band of shepherds. A small group of people. Yet all the inhabitants of heaven knew exactly who he was. And soon the world would come to realize who that manger really held. An angel appeared of the highest one. And Mary believed the words she received of God's only Son. The virgin rejoiced, gave thanks to the Lord. And as Joseph dreamt, the angel was sent with tidings of peace and joy. traveled for miles to reach Bethlehem yet when they arrived no one could provide a place at the inn for them but God kept them safe from hurt, harm and danger in his warm embrace away
For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Christmas truly is the remembrance of a Savior who came from heaven and changed the world. And you know, the story of Christmas is still being written. For when we bow our knee before the Lord and receive him as our personal Savior, we become a part of the Christmas story. It becomes more than just a memory. It becomes the constant reminder that we have been forgiven of our sins and received the gift of Christmas, which is eternal life. We no longer simply remember him because now we know him, not just as a babe in Bethlehem, but as our Savior and our Lord. In a land far away, time stood still long ago. There were shepherds in fields, or at least this is how the story goes. The story goes. Woman with child. And an inn with no room Born in a manger Foretelling a tomb This is how the story goes But it's more than a fable And it's more than a fairy tale more than my mind can conceive. I believe wise men saw the baby boy the angels called the Son of God. Heaven's child, the great I am, born to take away my sin through nail-pierced hand. Emmanuel has come. I believe two thousand years still the story lives on. God's gift to us, sent to earth, wrapped in flesh, His only Son, His only Son. And the heartbeat of heaven confounded our wisdom, but it's still the simple truth that set me free. Heaven's child, the great 
take away my sin through nail pierced hands. I believe. What a powerful, powerful phrase. Do you believe today? Do I believe? You may be asking, how do we know that this little baby was truly the Son of God? How do we know this was when God became a man? After all, God revealed to himself, to Abraham, through a smoking furnace, through Moses, through a burning bush, through Job and a tornado, to Saul, a bright light on the road to Damascus. But to us, God would reveal himself, a little innocent, beautiful baby. What power did God reveal before? And now just an innocent baby. How do we know? Well, belief caused Mary Did it not, after the promise from the angel to arise and say, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it according to thy word. Believe cost Joseph, after the message from the angel of the Lord, to raise from his sleep. And the Bible says, Do as the Lord had bidden him. Belief. Show the shepherds after the angel's declaration to run with great joy to meet their Savior. 
believe called Simeon, who waited patiently in the temple for the coming of the Messiah to take baby Jesus in his arms and say, Lord, let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Anna, after years of diligently serving God in the temple, belief caused her amidst her loneliness and long-suffering, her limitedness, had caused her, after seeing Jesus, to give praise and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Belief caused the wise men who followed the star till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, the Bible says, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy and worshipped him. But yet unbelief caused John the Baptist, the great proclaimer of Jesus, to question whether Jesus really was the one. And he said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? But yet Jesus takes the time to respond with evidence so John could hold fast to his profession of faith. Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. Peter, who was known for his intense boldness upon the crucifixion, denied knowing Jesus with cursing and swearing. But yet, Peter's belief brought him back to Jesus, who not only reconciled him, but asked him to feed his sheep. Thomas, another disciple of Christ, wrestled with the truth that Jesus rose from the dead. But then Jesus appeared to him and showed him his feet, his side, and his hands. And Thomas responded by saying, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, and thou hast believed, blessed are they that have not seen, yet have believed. The Jews and the religious leaders struggled with belief. In fact, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 22, Paul writes, For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews' assembling block, and to the Greeks' foolishness. Crucifixion was the worst possible death for the worst possible criminal. And the Jews stumbled over that. Surely Jesus Christ couldn't be the Lord and Savior if he was having to die on the cross for our sins. Yet, in John 3, Jesus took the time to explain to these very religious leaders, one being Nicodemus, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? How can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. And may I say, Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost, and he is still seeking and wanting to save those who question him today. Consider with me that Jesus created you. 
In John 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was Him. In Him was life. Jesus not only created us, He cares for you. The Bible says, casting all your cares upon Him, for He careth for you. Jesus also comforts you in 2 Corinthians 1, 3, blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Jesus loved you enough to create you perfectly in his image. He loved you enough to care for you, to comfort you, but he also loved you enough, whether you wanted to him or not, he was willing to be crucified for you. The Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. He came into his own and his own Received him not, but yet he still was willing to go to the cross for you and me. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. The Bible says, therefore all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible says, God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you believe this morning that your sin was sending you to hell? But Jesus Christ, in his love and mercy, provided a way to take that sin debt from you. Oh, some will say, I didn't ask for him to do that. But Jesus did it willingly for you and for me. He died that day on that old rugged cross. Crying out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then he gave up the ghost. But three days later... He arose from the grave, conquering death, hell, and the grave, and giving us the victory. Therefore, He, with great power, can one day not just create us, not just care for us, not just comfort us, not just be crucified for us, but one day He can come again for you and for me. Therefore, Jesus can say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And it truly is a gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So will you believe this morning? Like Simeon? Like the shepherds? Like Mary and Joseph? Will you believe like Anna? Or will unbelief keep you from Jesus Christ? It's your choice. But may I beg you this morning to swallow your pride and say, Jesus, I need you. I've got to have you in my life. Please come in. If everybody could bow your head and close your eyes right now. Just take a moment and just bow your head and close your eyes. No one looking around. I remember as a young boy when I realized I was a sinner and I had no hope but Jesus. And I gladly gave my life to Christ. I gladly believed. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, maybe there was someone here today that would say, Pastor Justin... I won't believe. I want a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to invite him in my heart. Just say something like this in your heart. Say, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I deserve to go to hell. I don't want to go there. But I know that's where my sin is sending me. Lord, I believe and trust in you. I invite you into my heart. Please take away my sin and take me to heaven when I die. Thank you, Jesus. 
with heads bowed and eyes closed. I don't want to embarrass anyone, but I do want to pray for you. I do want to rejoice with you in my heart. How many would say, Pastor Justin, I prayed that prayer just now and I meant that. That you, will you just slip up your hand? Maybe in the balcony. God bless you, I see that hand. Maybe, God bless you, I see that hand on the floor, main floor. You say, I just prayed that prayer. God bless you. If you just prayed that prayer and meant it, you became a child of God. You have believed. You say, Pastor Justin, I'm not ready to believe yet. I, unlike Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men and Simeon and Anna, I cannot, I'm not ready yet. I struggle with accepting Christ. But may I encourage you like John and Peter and Thomas and Nicodemus to keep asking the question who the real Jesus is. Attend Grandview Baptist Church. Attend the Sunday School, the adult connection groups and attend the different services. And one day, just like many in this room, you will be able to come to the conclusion that I've got to have Christ. My questions have been answered. I want to receive Christ in my life. Maybe today you struggle with believing God. Maybe you're going through a season in your Christian walk and Christian faith. May I encourage you to run back to God. He is just as real and alive as he ever was. Maybe there's someone here today that would say, you know, Pastor Justin, I'd love to connect with you. I'll be outside afterwards. I have a little gift for you. I want to get to know you. I want to pray with you. I want to help you maybe in your journey of faith, growing closer to the Lord. Christ has come to bring us life. There is hope for every one of us, and hope has a name. Before the foundations of the world, God knew we would need a Savior. We would need a Redeemer. And in the fullness of time, Jesus, the precious Lamb of God, tenderly entered our world in the most simple and lowly way. greatest demonstration of love the world would ever know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And that son came as a lamb. He would become conquering king, but he came as a lamb. He would be king of kings and lord of lords, but he came as a lamb and he came for you.
Shepherds came seeking this lamb, and their lives would never be the same. An angelic host formed a choir and sang from the heavenlies. Wise men were wise enough to seek and bow down to this lamb. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. It's great to know that God loves the world, but more important to know that God, he loves you. John looked over the horizon and saw one walking as no man had walked. And he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He's still saving. He's still redeeming. And he's still there for you today. Receive him. He will change your life. Because time does not change him. And ages do not time him. He's still the Holy Lamb of God. says there's coming a day when the Lamb of God will descend from heaven with a shout and every person from every nation and tribe who chose to receive God's gift given that first Christmas morn will forever be changed in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye and until that day the one who was and is and is to come he will still be changing lives
Christmas angels sing all around us. Spread good tidings over the earth, telling of the child in the manger who is born. He is the King of Kings. this morning. What a blessing it is to see each and every one of you. We're going to get some more lights coming on here in just a moment. I want to thank a few folks uh, for being a part of the program. And first of all, I want to thank you for coming. It would be really lonely doing this without anyone out here, okay? And so thank you for... Uh, I tell you what, folks, let's give, let's give these people a big hand. What do you say, okay? Um, what a blessing. Thank you so much. Anyway... I want to thank a few folks for their effort in uh, helping put this program together. First of all, I want to thank my wife, Kristen. Come on up, if you will. Uh, back in... I don't want to stop you, you know. But... Back in, I guess it was July or so, we started thinking about Christmas and the program and started working on uh, some things, getting some songs together. Hopefully these songs made sense and they were a blessing to us as we p pieced them together and prayerfully considered each one. And so I uh, just want to thank Kristen for all her effort and work. She does a whole lot, and it's a huge blessing to me. I want to thank our piano player over here, Carissa. She's playing at the piano. 
and doing a great job. Uh, and what a blessing to have musicians at the piano as well over here in our orchestra. Brother Cameron Howell oversees the orchestra and does a great job practicing with him every week. And we're just so grateful for each of their abilities, uh, yielding to the Lord, playing those instruments. What a blessing it is. I want to thank our uh, folks in the sound booth. Let's see, we have Roy working the sound, Nate working the lights, and Kobe is watching TV. I mean, he's doing the screens. Yeah. Yeah. And so, anybody else up there I've forgotten? I don't, who we got up there? Tony? Come on, stand up. Oh, you are, okay, good. Look at that guy, he's tall. I should have saw him. Tony up there helping out. Malucci, what a blessing. Let's give them a hand. Thank you so much. And we have our uh, adult choir behind me. Doing a great job singing out. Our teenagers. <laughs> I like it when they clap for themselves. You're doing a great job. And the children. Hey. Praise the Lord. Well. Put it all together, and hopefully it was a blessing to each and every one of you. I know this is a busy time, and you have a lot to do. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule this morning to join us for this program. Thank you so much. We hope that you, as we continue to do, will celebrate the true reason of this season, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I forgot, I also want to thank our narrators. Those are the folks who are over off to the side. They're scattered out all over. All right. Well, praise the Lord for it all. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll be dismissed. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this gathering here today. What a blessing it is to uh, celebrate the birth of our Savior. What a blessing it is to know that folks here in the auditorium this morning made that decision to trust Jesus as their Savior. Thank you for each and every one who, who have put forth great effort into this program. Thank you for each and every one who came and made effort to join and be uh, listening and, and, and participating here as they uh, watch the program and are an encouragement to all of us. P please bless as we continue throughout this exciting month. I pray that your name would be uplifted in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>